almost died there but you know it is what it is people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time i hope everyone's doing well and safe in this monday morning i might have said monday that tells you where my head is at tuesday morning over here in in the uk again i love the ones that are here in the uk but again you know, DG Nation, we're international, and I appreciate all of you not locked in for, from wherever in this world you are. So, as usual, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and, of course, good night. One love to the Twitch gang, you know. Steadily, the numbers are rising and rising, so big up the Twitch gang for supporting the thing, man. I appreciate everything you lot do, whether it's on Twitch and on YouTube. In relation to Twitch content, I'm back again at 4.30 for my Football Manager heads. After this, we go over to YouTube at 11.30 to focus a tiny bit more... You know, we, we talk about a lot of stuff, but focus a bit more on my club, Arsenal, and them things. And, you know, today, obviously, we're going to get into this Liverpool stuff that you saw coming out over the um, over the night and whatnot. There's a couple other ones and twos. We'll go over the transfer business. Again, we can touch on the FA Cup United against, against Aston Villa, if there's much to say. You know, typical welcome for Steven Gerrard, I would say. VAR took forever. You know, good, good cross. Was it Fred who set up McTominay? That was a good cross and that was a good finish, a good headed finish, if I remember correctly. But other than that, United were quite poor. It's almost the same game they played in the last fixture they played in all comps. The only difference is they've won. You still, it's the same old problems with United. Still not understanding the system, still not seeing what you want to see, I guess, from a United perspective. But the FA Cup, I'd listen, I'd swap places with United, playing terrible and winning. I'll swap places with Liverpool, with United, with Spurs, where um, I'm sure if you just isolated to the FA Cup, did everything go to plan? No, but they're in the they're in it and we're not, obviously. And obviously, in a couple of days, we play Liverpool in another cup competition. So, cup competition, competition. So, it is what it is in that regard. So, yeah, man, I think Aston Villa had chances, didn't put them away. Ollie Watkins had a very good chance. Other than that, can't be any complaints as to why they lost. They didn't do enough. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have to say for the FA Cup. In relation to the League Cup tomorrow, I will be doing a watch-along for Chelsea versus Spurs. I put oh, Spurs versus Chelsea in the second leg. I did put the link in the comments, so make sure you're taking in that one. So, yeah, man, what are you what are you lot saying? We'll get into this this game being postponed, allegedly, and all of these... Well, I say postponed, the talk of Arsenal versus Liverpool being postponed at the moment now. Oh, well, at the time. Now, obviously... You know, in terms of integrity, of course, you want Arsenal and Liverpool to be able to pick their strongest teams. For for me as an Arsenal fan, we probably still would have lost. But of course, I want to play Liverpool where they have a disadvantaged team. Of, of course, you know, if rules are rules and if we're on the good side of the rules at that particular moment. And on the other hand, why not? You know, I do think it... it in relation to this investigation, nothing is going to happen to Liverpool. I mean, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but a former Liverpool man in Ricky Perry sits on the EFL board. I do think there'll just be a bag of pressure from the clubs and nothing really, you know. They tried to kill me, Ransom Matisse, for even suggesting something was funny going on. But, boy, it is what it is, man, you know. That's the one loser here, that shit journalist that tried to cancel me or want or, or, or want to be journalist, but no more clout on her name. Oh, who are you? Ooh. But, yeah... Obviously, Jurgen Klopp isn't getting a good reputation. I think, you know, he's... Him and Mane have fantastic PR, and I find nothing wrong with it. I like the dark arts that Mane does. Every manager's a moaner, but Klopp is not this happy-go-lucky guy that's just shouting boom all the time. All you got to do is when... He's your best friend when they win. When they lose, he's ready to shout. And 
Klopp likes to bend the rules. I'll be real. And, you know, Liverpool are facing pressure, allegedly, from clubs. I don't know. I think Jurgen Klopp, you know, he, if he didn't say certain things, then maybe this wouldn't happen. He's damned if he do, damned if he doesn't. For me, if I'm Liverpool, I'm saying, you know what it is, well, it is fight us. I'll shut up about it. You know, nothing's going to happen, really. They're not going to kick Liverpool out. They're not going to find them. They're not going to do anything. Nothing is going to happen, man. Um, so it is what it, it is, what it is, man. Before we carry on with that, I see you lot in the comments. Villa let United off way too easy. That's Villa, man. Villa ultimately bottle things respectfully. Hi, um, <laughs> Andrew, I can't read that comment. I'm even mad, my guy, but appreciate you lot. Whenever I see this all rise for the national anthem for the intro, it gasses me. I know I'm going to give you credit for being online. Fair enough, fair enough. Good morning, Deluded. Just waiting on my weight rose coffee. Bermuda is waiting to hear what you have to say. I appreciate that. Shout out to the Bermudans locked in. And shout out to you for your weight rose coffee. I'm on the green tea hype. I can't lie. It's cold over here in England, broski. You know, I wish I was. we could swap places. You know, I'd even take being in the Bermuda Triangle if the weather's good. But yeah, man, the cold, the, the cold weather, a hot beverage is doing bits, man. The honey's helping me. What of a bit of a block nose. I ain't got that the C word. I'm not going to say it. I ain't got the C word. I do my test. I have just literally got a block nose. And for me, if you know me, the biggest thing in life that I hate beyond everything is a block nose. I can't take it. Like I, going to sleep is a myth. You know, I'd, I'd rather a black eye than a brute than a than, than, than a than a than a messed up nose, man. I'd rather I'd rather a lot than a than a messed up nose, man. You know, going to sleep is a madness. You're there going. <sighs> Breathing through your mind and all them things is brazy, man. But anyways, carrying on and less of that stuff. As an Arsenal fan, I don't know why our fan base is crying. Our game got postponed because of COVID. So what when it happened with Wolves? No one wanted to say anything, but now it's a problem. Stop complaining about Liverpool. Focus on the league and the EFL not making things clear. For me, I, I agree with you. End of the day, these things happen. Now, I'm not going to lie. For me as an Arsenal fan... I do think the C word, I don't want to keep saying it, but the C word is developed a lot and we're learning a lot compared to when Arsenal, we just had to get on with it against Brentford and Chelsea. I do think we were dealt a harsh hand, but fundamentally it is what it is, man. I, I don't want to whine about it. You know, I do think there's one rule for Liverpool and the next rule for others. Same with Spurs. I'm always going to say that people would say the difference with Arsenal. I think when, if Liverpool clamp someone and do a potential leg breaker, the leg, the language is different comparison to other people, you know, Dead silence, really, on that Morton brothers tackle on Ricardo Pereira. Everyone wanted Kane skinned alive for his challenge. Um, and Robertson did get sent off, but I've seen Robertson, Trent do them things and they get away with it quite a lot. I do honestly think there's one rule for Liverpool and the next for others, although many people would say that about every team, really. You know, um, really, Arsenal have benefited from things, but it is what it is. For me, I don't really listen. I'm here to talk about this, this EFL thing and whatnot, but fundamentally, we're playing Liverpool. It is what it is. If you want to beat a team like Liverpool at Anfield or at your place, you've got to stand up to be counted, no matter how many variables are up against it, really and truly. These things happen in the season and for me as an Arsenal fan we're used I'm not saying it's it's agreeable but we're used to the short straw you know for me we, we should you know we should always have that Sunday league mentality whether the refs are on stuff or whatever or the, the league's book play to the whistle just win your games and also I do think when it comes to Arsenal and planning for the, ta the transfer market and you know the bodies we need for the for the course of the season we need to be a bit more positively pessimistic and what i mean by that is consider if worse comes to worse and there's afcon there's covid there's enough injuries what's going on with our playing squad and as you can see we're down to our bare bones in midfield to the point where 
letting Ainsley Maitland-Niles go at the time isn't the problem. It's just, you know, you, you're you down to your bare bones. You've let one next man go. What's going on, really? Soon there's going to be no one to play, really. You know, we're going to have to get... I've said it, but the way it's moving, our terror and Edu, they're man are going to have to register as free agents, you know? I don't think the Wilshere thing is going to happen, but it's looking like you might need to do that. And even Jack Wilshere, he's played 50 games since he's left Arsenal, you know. When was his last game? Probably like last May or something like that. I'm sure he's 100% fit and things, but to play devil's advocate, you can be fit, but are you fit for the league? Now, quality, technical level, Wilshere's got all of that. But is he ready, you know, to cope with the fixture demands? You know, could he have done any worse than the two midfielders we saw, you know, unfortunately, you know, doing pattern a bit dirty there, you know, Young G, Lakonga's still my guy, but could he do a lot worse? Could it have been better if you had Paterno next to next to Wilshere? We were both of them in a three-man midfield. Um, we, we could guiding them through that game against Forest. I don't know, but it is what it is. DG thought you thought the Liverpool stuff was a conspiracy. See, my sources were correct. Fair play, man. I'm a Liverpool fan. Big up the Liverpool fans that are here as well, because you lot are, you know, I, I like you lot, man. I like you lot. I do you think there's one rule for you lot and, and the next for others? But I like you lot, mate. I'm a Liverpool fan, but Klopp needs to keep his mouth closed. I can't lie, his politics are killing me. Hey, hey, Lizzie, hey, you're moving mad. You're moving mad. You're moving mad. You're moving mad. Man even has said he's a lefty. To be fair, politics in football... Um, you know, they shouldn't interlap, but they should, man. And I think, to be fair with you, I wish I, you know, I big up my guy, Steph, because funny enough, before I was doing YouTube, I said Jurgen Klopp should be Liverpool manager because forget all the tactics and all of that stuff. He He's not, you know, he's a German. He's never lived in Liverpool prior, but he, for me, embodies what the club's about. So for me, if you know, if they, well, I don't know people's voting in it, but if, if Klopp was a Tory, there'd be a series, you know, Tory, Liverpool gaffer, boy, <laughs> boy, it's a Mazda. So, yeah, man, it is where it is, really and truly. You know, I don't know where I stand on politics. It's easy to be a socialist with somebody else's money all the time, you know. And obviously, you need to care about being a socialist. Let's just get away from all of that, man. When are people going to clock the jab? To clock that jab, don't stop the inspection, inf infection and the spread of it. I don't know, man. No, you've got to be positively pessimistic, my guy, on a real on a on a real thing. Because if I'm if I'm Arsenal manager, bro, I have to expect injuries, bro. Man, I'm not doing this Disneyland or Disneyland thing in that. Oh, you're not gonna get injured. Afcon's gonna come. Lukonga and these guys are gonna stand up to be counted. They're gonna keep us ticking over. You know, the man them are gonna leave Afcon, then they're gonna be back. No, man, I have to consider there's injuries, and as an Arsenal fan, I'm used to waking up and you know, bare man just injured. Like we've 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 done the most in it. Really, you know, just a few years ago, we was we used to always get someone that used to be part of the gang back, you know, Flamini, you know, Jens Lehman, Sol Campbell at the time. My word, when we brought back Flamini, we was gassed about that because we had a DM. We have been struggling, bro. I can't lie. We've been in a mass of Arsenal fans, man. Bro, I, I said that, you know, Liverpool can come with their kids. But then in the cup, you know, when it comes to the cup, you might not on it with us, you know. We did beat you last time at Anfield. We did deal with you like the community shield. You know, you not play us with you not play us with eleven men. Let's see what's going on. But on a serious note, I expect to get packed by Liverpool, regardless who they put out. Like, you know, for me, Mane and Salah not being involved is irrelevant because for me, Minamino, sorry, likes to be the cup guy against us. Firmino's Mr. Disrespectful. Bro, Jota is trying to level Salah and Mane for just writing off Arsenal. And there'll probably be some next one going on, man. 
of course Firmino loves us, man. Yeah, the only game he gets a goal against, really and truly. Other than that, he has to compensate on working hard and being the gel of the team and stuff. We're the only team that makes him look like a goal scorer. Morning, DJ. I see the numbers steadily go, go, going up. You love to see it. Come on, Twitch gang. We're rising. We're rising. We're rising. Going up, rising. <laughs> I'm, I'm too childish at times, man. I'm too way too childish, cause. But um, on a serious note, though, keep your opinions and whatnot coming, people. Um, listen, if you're wondering what the hell these are, that's because I've been delaying uploading on Spotify. Make sure you follow me on Spotify. There's about four or five episodes to come online. Um, one of my goals for 2022 was to make sure I'm getting the MP3 formats for you guys out because I know a lot of you, you know, I appreciate you lot that listen to me on your phones and stuff on your commute but it might be a big ox on the data so if i can look after you lot on spotify why not but allegedly the efl is under pressure to investigate liverpool's postponement after klopp's admission klopp snitched on himself coming like pushaisty but anyways the efl is under pressure to investigate why liverpool players who tested positive for covid19 before the postponement of their cat Bell cup semi-final first leg at arsenal were subsequently found to have been negative with the anfield club facing questions over the scale of their recent outbreak now to play devil's advocate if nothing happens to liverpool i think this sets a dangerous precedent and it's bad mind but i would like arsenal football club to take advantage of it because you know we had to play when we was down to our bare bones if there's a way we can exploit these rules which clearly liverpool have right is right and wrong is wrong but you know we can't everybody can't have dirty hands and we're the ones screaming how clean our hands and we've got to do dirty stuff to live clean so maybe you know being devil's advocate you know we maybe we should have tried to do this on the eve of the nottingham forest game you know because they were having covid issues we were having covid issues on top of playing poor we had a poor playing squad make no excuses we lost because we lost but you know maybe if it gets postponed then you get your jacka back then you get your, you know, Gabriel will be back from his suspension by then and all of these other things that are going on. In fact, saying that, then Gabriel will be out for the Spurs game. So you get the point. Um, so allegedly it is what it is. Apparently, the Athletic understands that the EFL has received complaints from some of its clubs over the postponement. Again, Ricky Parry is sits on the EFL board. Liverpool are booging the thing. Nothing is going to happen to Liverpool. Following Jurgen Klopp's admission that all but one of the club's positive tests were false positives, meaning later tests showed these players didn't actually have COVID. Boy, who knew that Arteta's tricky reds got man scared? It's crazy. <laughs> you know, it is believed that confused clubs want clarity over exactly when Liverpool found out this information. Liverpool are going to take a hand out of City's book and make up some lies in bus case. As if it as if it was before the Arsenal game, there's a chance the fixture could have proceeded as planned. The fixture could have went ahead. Miraculously, the, the training ground opened again and all of these things happened. You know, and I know there's different timescales and stuff, but miraculously, the training grounds opened. The Shrewsbury Town game, there's no issues. But um, here's what it is. The upset clubs want the situation to be investigated because a number of them have requested postponements this season because of COVID-19 outbreaks only for appeals to be rejected. Boy, and I mean, fair is fair and clarity is clarity, but it just seems like clubs are mad that Liverpool got one over on everybody, really, which is, which is fair enough. The EFL is facing calls from clubs to open an investigation into the incident, which could lead to Liverpool facing a severe punishment should it be found the club failed to fulfil a fixture without just cause. Man, they're not... Like, can we go to the final then? I'm fully on that. And while we're at it, can, can we see a Chelsea cheating too? Oh, let's play Spurs, man. We'll get Spurs out of there. Can we play some no ones? Well, Spurs are no ones, you know. So it is what it is. I'm on fire today. The EFL... It, no, I've already said that, people. Really said that. 
The match on January the 6th was rescheduled Sorry, after Liverpool reported, reported a rapidly growing number of COVID-19 cases to the AFL, who acted in line with the government's guidance by postponing the fixture. The, and to be fair, the, the whole way the EFL handled this for Liverpool fans, for Arsenal fans, was disgraceful because bearing in mind, you know, fans live, not that fans, not that these people don't live real lives, but, you know, you're, you could be a Liverpool fan and a family man, you know, or, or you work nine to five. So you've got a bit, what your love for football and your love for Liverpool, the world don't care about it. And the same goes for Arsenal. You've got to find a way to, 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 to get that in there. You've got to take get yourself to the ground. You know, we can't assume that every Liverpool fan lives five minutes away from the ground. Obviously, Arsenal fans would have to probably travel from London and wherever else in the world and just in general. So I do think EFL didn't help normal fans going around this and, you know, certain people might have to stay at hotels or had to stay at hotels. I don't think the EFL helped them around that. Much like, was it Burnley, Aston Villa in the Premier League, which is the Premier League, not the EFL, but I think it was cancelled two hours before the game. It could have been a Newcastle game. I could be wrong. So, yeah, it is what it is, people. Having now fully reviewed the circumstances involved, the league has accepted Liverpool's request after determining, albeit reluctantly, that the postponement was the only option as the clubs look to mitigate against the further risk of infection among its squad and staff alongside ensuring public health was protected by not travelling from Liverpool to London. Klopp has, however, said that later tests showed that only one player, Trent Alexander-Arnold, actually had the virus in play. That means no spam crosses in it, so it would have been calm, really. According to sources, Liverpool underwent at least two rounds of testing prior to the postponement. The first round involving the use of lateral flow devices highlighted a number of COVID cases. And obviously, what's the... Obviously, credibility in relation to Liverpool and what Liverpool say is one thing, but I'm no medical man, but... How valid are these tests then, in general? Like, in life, how valid are they then, really? I don't know. I'm just a football man. I don't know nothing about, I know about NHS, but I don't know anything about medical stuff and all these things. But the second round involving the use of, well, you know, I can't say that. Let's just say PCR tests carried out by an independent laboratory, laboratory also highlighted a number of positive cases. But a third round of tests conducted after the scheduled first leg indicated that the players in question were in fact negative. Liverpool did not comment when asked to confirm this and to explain when the results of the third test um, third set of tests were revealed. Boy, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. One rule for them, ten rules for other people. Uh, false positive um, re results are, con are considered highly unusual with analysis by the NHS test and trace showing LFD tests to have an e e estimated specificity of, I can't say that, of 99.97%. So it's, it's almost unlikely you can get a false positive. So And Liverpool had a number of them. So what's going on there, Jurgen Klopp? You can imagine doctors... You know, media people, this is going to get wrapped up quickly. Liverpool are going to find a way to twang out of this and there's going to be nothing. Um, but that's, you know, it's, it does look like a bit of an overreaction then to close the whole training ground and all these things. And it's just one guy. We had last, we had last, Klopp said allegedly, we had last week a proper outbreak and it showed that we had a lot of false positives, a lot where you're saying that it's very unlikely, but you've got a lot. It doesn't seem legit. But the rules are like they are, but the rules are like they are, so all these players who are false positives couldn't play. The only real positive came from Trent Alexander-Arnold and all the rest were false positives. It is thought that EFL clubs want to be provided with greater clarity surrounding rules on postponements following Liverpool's successful appeal to have their tie with Arsenal pushback and questions now being asked about false positives. And, you know, like I said, I'll do the same thing if I was Liverpool for whatever reason. They're going to bug it again. You know, a lot of people, this is the precedent that that set. It, um, 
is, is, is a crazy one. We all know, you know, we know it happened with Spurs as well. And we know that former ex and Spurs and Liverpool man was quite vexed about it. So I can't really see anything happening to them, man, do you? But it is what it is, man. That's that where that is concerned and they're false positives, people. Make sure you're following and subscribing over here on Twitch and you're doing the same thing on YouTube. We go again at 11.30, folks. Let's actually make sure we've got a good old timestamp in that one as well. If I can find my Google Doc sheet, is this it? Well, it is, but it's the wrong one. Uh, we start 10 minutes ago. You lot watch Af AFCON, by the way, people. Obviously, that's been it's been quite interesting. Obviously, speaking of Liverpool, you know, Senegal, Liverpool, Mane's bringing his, you know, his dodgy officials over. They got, a, for me, a dodgy penalty, if I'm honest with you. Um, and, you know, it's a heartbreak for the Zimbabweans out there, you know, to lose it right at the death. There's been some interesting games and some entertaining games. Not been too much in terms of goals. I would say the best match I've seen so far... Probably Morocco, Ghana, in terms of how end-to-end -end it was. It was probably lacking in quality. I did like Senegal's Zimbabwe. Um, I watched Gabon. You know, Noah Bamian, they won 1-0. When he's back, they probably lose. Um, I'm missing someone else out. But, yeah, Afghan's been decent, decent little start. I mean, I still... It's not that I, I back it. I mean, I can't really see anyone apart from Senegal and um, Algeria winning it because they got the two strongest teams. Although I do think Morocco could do a thing. Um, excluding that Nigeria versus Egypt today again that should be lit Mo Salah against Iwobi it should be lit hopefully Kelechi does something there man I'm watching from Australia big up the Aussies man Mane hasn't done anything of late not missing much boy Jota has a crazy record against Arsenal boy he has a very crazy record, but that's nothing to be proud of, you know. Record against Arsenal, boy. <laughs> you won't clout for that. Myth. I've been seeing 16-year-old Wayne Rooney doing that, man. Score against someone else. Clock couldn't care about this cup game against Arsenal, boy. Doing a whole lot for someone who don't care. But the whole false positive thing with triple vax players is a bit mad. It is. And what scares me is the precedent, man. You know, it really does scare me. I'm not here to talk about if they're vaccinated or not, but it scares me when I see comments like, oh, you know, like, I, I can't lie. I do think Jurgen Klopp, all these Premier League managers, they're unnecessarily trying to pressure people into getting vaccines when it's at your chart, it's at your discretion. But um, yeah, man, it, 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 it scares me. And when I see comments like, oh, we're not going to sign on vaccinated players, we're doing this, the precedent that it sets in football and society is scary. It's just like when Fingy, you know, obviously... I do, you know, I don't like to see, every, we're all allowed a voice on, we're all allowed a voice in general, we're all allowed to, if we wanted to have a voice on socials, sadly we know in life a lot of people, you know, typically right-winged people start using that to rile up people, to to exploit ex exploit people and, and start, pardon me, hating, we've seen it with Tommy Robertson, twat, Katie Hopkins, twat, and, and et cetera, et cetera, but I did think the precedent it set when these lots like platforms were closed down. I was happy for it because I do believe in fear. You chat shit, come off the thing, simple as that, especially when you're doing that. But it set a bad precedent. Lo and behold, um, there was a good a Twitter account called Politics for All. He was offered, he or she, I think there was a 19-year-old boy or girl behind that account. Very good account, you know, when it comes to 
politics and things like that. I used to follow it. Very good account. Apparently, they, he or she or whoever, they were offered a handsome sum. I, I don't know what handsome sum is, but handsome sum in it. I let you lot imagine. They said no. Lo and behold, wait. The thing's gone. It's been shut down. So it's it's almost like what Pablo Escobar said: silver or lead. They tried to give my man or, or my girl the silver, and the lead is clipping the clipping the account in it. It's, it's you got to look at the precedents, people. It's the precedents. And obviously, going back to Liverpool, Liverpool are in cahoots with the EFL. You got Mister Mister Ricky Parry, who's who's been with them and they already. Like you know, he's worked with Liverpool and things like that. There's probably a bunch of others. So nothing's happening to Liverpool. And to be fair, I don't really care for this. Reality is. Throw the book at Liverpool if they've done something booky, but we're playing them on Thursday. Yeah, you know, they waited and whatever, but we're playing them. Just putting a shift in it, then it's irrelevant. You lot are going to have them Man City lawyers, man, 100%. All of a sudden, you lot, nothing's going to happen. That's why it's going to stay here. I'm going to spat out, man. I didn't expect that comment. Big up green red, man. Nice to see you here when you're not slandering me on FM. You said, I want to see a DNA test to confirm Ranjik is the father of Jinjin Press Football. Boy, he's a bookie stepdad, man. You know, his girl just never told him he's not the father. If, if you know, if, Jen, if, if the pressing was a youth, the youth don't look like him. The youth might be black, really and truly. So it's not his youth, but he's still deluded, really. You know, he done a good, a good story and... Klopp and Tuchel twang the nation. They're like, yeah, but come on, man. That is our dad. He told us how to play. We owe our Champions Leagues at this club to him. I, we owe the Premier Leagues. Um, I, we owe the Premier League title at Liverpool to him. Lo and behold, he's moving big. He should care. Only two trophies in six years isn't a good return for an elite manager. For all the song and dance made about Jurgen Klopp, you would think they won the treble. They spent no money, but that's a bit harsh. I mean... He's revolutionised Liverpool, you know. He's got the two Champions League finals. Fair enough, he's won one and won one Premier League, the first one under 30 years, over in over 30 years. I don't think you can belittle his achievements, man. I, I hear you, you know, but I just think in general people do that. Like, Klopp could have won more, probably should have won more, you know, if he was this good and all these things. But that's even if he doesn't, that's fantastic. It's like, you know, Ferguson probably should have won more in Europe. You know, Wenger done fantastic things for Arsenal, should have achieved more. And the same goes for players, man. <laughs> a man said he ain't the father DG who is the real dad find out on the next episode of keeping up with the Rashfords <laughs> he, I, Rashford wait, I don't know man I like Rashford a lot but he's got the decision making of a 16 year old like he just does bare accidental drillings even when he scores it looks accidental and he looks a shadow of his former self he looks scared he looks confident sure it's not nice to see people like that with Rashford man no shame in that. You can't, Klopp can't chat to Pep. Like, in the whole scheme of football, you know, Klopp has given Pep some stressful nights. We can't chat to Pep. Not a lot of people, there's nothing wrong with that. You can't chat to Pep at all. Keeping up with the Rashford's ball. You lot are creative as fuck, man. Pardon my French. De deluded what's Gucci, my guy? I heard on one of the Rancid shows you had to cook one person on Twitter. People should know better. Don't awaken the beast. Passion for real. I appreciate that. Um... And you know what? It wasn't, bro, she, she cooked herself. Like, the not just her, they cooked themselves because they tried to lie on us, you know? R.I.P. Jurgen Klopp's mum and anyone that's struggling with COVID, but they, you know, they tried to say that we mocked his mum and things like that, you know? An hour-long, hour-long thingy, man tried to fight him 30 seconds and it didn't even, and, and twist the narrative. Once again, 
liars don't prosper in life. When the hate don't work, they start telling lies, man. And what I've noticed, you know, it's the, I, I don't want to keep going over this, but it's the, the public is one thing. Whenever people have tried to do me dirty on socials and I'm preying the retweets or the likes or people that are fueling agendas, it's always some wannabe YouTuber, some failed journalist. And I'm, listen, I haven't got a million subscribers and done all these things to be, I'm, I, listen, I don't belittle no one. It's a it's a tough arc, it's a grind. But it's always these struggle, these struggle people that are always trying to do this. It's not going to, you know, slandering me isn't going to get you DG Nation. Slandering Matisse isn't going to get Chelsea fans to fuck with you. Slandering Rance isn't going to get all Rance's people, them over there. So, boy, you know, boy, how you can carry that ugliness in your heart, that nastiness in your heart, it's shit people, blood. Shit people, man. Shit people. Anyways, man. Fan base finally turning on Rashford. Let's go. To be fair, man, just Rashford's, Rashford's like, it's just a decision-making. It's on the floor, man. Like, it's just passing when you need to shoot, shooting when you need to pass, running into blind alleys, playing with your head down. What have you been doing since, like, it doesn't look any better for me as a non-United fan since he's coming to the first team. Obviously, he's in, you know, sharper thoughts, all of these things. Even when he's having good goal-scoring seasons, I still, I, lo I love Rashford. I rate him. But I still don't rate it because it's bare accidental drillings. Like it's that it very it looks rarely like he means to do half of these things. I man, you know, footballers could do what they want with their hair, but Rashford just looks like a dud. Like you don't, and you and he's also become one of these ballers where are you a striker or a left winger? You're probably a left winger, but you're not. You won't, for me, you're not a left winger. For me, you're not a striker. So yeah, man, what are you? Crazy man. Absolutely brazy, man. Well, see you lot soon. DJ, I can see Rashford playing in Dubai in a few years. Nah, man. Rashford would you know what? Rashford will come good in my opinion. But it's, it's it's come to the thing now where he does need a coach that can that's going to get real hands on with him. But it's it's now where he's at the age he needs to decide. Do I want to keep? You know, you could have a good career just doing what you're doing. You're, you're going to be at United for a while, you know. Or do you want to be someone thirty? And he's of that age now. I'm sorry, but you know, Oli Social might not be a good coach. He's definitely a good person to pick brains off of being a striker. You've got Cavani, Ronaldo, all these guys that have been around. You've had Louis Van Gaal who used to work with you playing up front. You need to take responsibility now. You know, you're 23, 24. You're not, a, you're not old, but you're not a young player. You need to be settling down roots now. You need to take responsibility for your career not being where it is now. And it's easier said than done. Obviously, man, are trying to improve, but fundamentally, it's meaty with, with, with Marcus Rashford. Very, very meaty. And I'm not going to lie, if he wasn't Marcus Rashford, if he wasn't coming from the academy, if he wasn't English, the man wouldn't be at, at, at Manchester United on current form. He's been stinking up the place for a number of uh, a number of years now, but I still think he's got that. Did you see that cheeky nutmeg from Jesse? Nah, man. And Jesse's another one that needs to keep it moving, man. Apparently, in other news, people apparently Samuel Mtiti has extended his Barcelona contract and agreed to a significant pay reduction, meaning the club can now register for Ran Torres. He's extended his contract, which was due to expire at the end of the summer until the 2025-26. Boy. 
And apparently, as part of the deal, he has agreed to spread what he's owed between now and 2023 over the course of his extended contract. So he's helping out the club. Big up Umtiti, stinking up the place. Speaking of stinking up the place, he's been stinking it out at Barcelona. Apparently, Kies is out for the rest of the season, people, after getting injured in the Roma game, people. Um, boy, he's gone. Torn ligament for the 24-year-old. That is That must suck. That must suck. Apparently, Harry Winks has said Conte's given me opportunity, given me opportunities other managers didn't. Have you how many games you played under him? Stop breading, man. You know, it's, it's, I ain't even reading. I don't give. I don't care that much about Harry Winks and what Harry Winks has to say, man. I was gonna read that to you. I'm sorry, people. I'd rather just get into the transfer news, like, bro. Can't be sitting here fucking speaking about Harry Winks, no, it's... Oh, man. It's not what you want to hear. It's just not what you want to hear. Apparently, in terms of transfer news, people, Liverpool are ready to trigger the 75 million release clause in Sevilla and France defender Jules Conde's contract this month. Real Madrid and Chelsea are also monitoring the situation. Um, <clears throat> Rüdiger still being linked with a whole host of European clubs. Cavani has committed his future to Man United to the end of the season after talks with Ralph Ranić. AC Milan are considering Nathan Ake. Um, and signing him. Apparently, Manchester City could make a move for Luka Modric, who is unhappy with the contract renewal offered by Real Madrid. 36-year-old, would he want to return to the Premier League? The chance to play under Pep Guardiola might not be might be too difficult to turn down. Allegedly, Newcastle have been quoted 50 million if they want to sign Patrick Strick from Bayer Leverkusen. PSG, AC Milan, Roma, Lyon, Barca, Newcastle are among the clubs that could be interested in 25-year-old. Tim Guy Dembele and Dombele, where he apparently looks like set to leave Spurs. Newcastle are in talks to sign Hugo Ekitike from Reims. And for, I like that guy, you know, from what I've seen of him, he can play up front as well as the wings. He's very raw, extremely raw. You know, first touch is decent. He can carry a ball, but he's raw across many aspects. He is decent, though, the 19-year-old French lad. He's, he's a bit lanky, a bit slight. Slight of build, you know, can can carry a ball, decision-making, not all the way there yet, extremely raw, as I said. Um, but I think that guy's a very good signing for um, Newcastle, if I'm honest with you. Apparently, their hopes to sign Sev Botman has, seems to be over. Apparently, his club are refusing to consider his departure. As such, they're going for Benoit Badesil, who's another good young centre-back at Monaco, has a good future for France, in my opinion, at international level. And Diego Carlos from Sevilla, where I don't think he's he's it. They could also turn to Mason Holgate. Ugh. Tottenham will consider offers for Ndombele, Deli Ali, Bergwai, Matt Doherty this January. And they still want to sign Kessier. Manchester United have discussed a free transfer with Denis Zakaria. Boy. Boy, 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 boy. That's the BBC news column. Let's go on gold.com transfers and see if there's anything else. Although they keep, they all recycle the same ish as we know. No, that's breaking news. That is breaking news. We don't need that. Apparently, Barcelona have approached ex Chelsea star Oscar to replace Coutinho, but haven't done anything with it which is crazy. Aaron Ramsey, not the Arsenal one, has joined Cheltenham Town, the Aston Villa Youth Academy prospect. Uh, Modric has agreed Real Madrid contract extension. So as you can imagine, that's put to bed the City rumours. Spurs have turned down 15 million for Stephen Burge, right? Stick to YouTube, brother. Um, 
Apparently, Leeds United can only make loan signings as they seek to abide by financial fair play. Kingsley Coleman is set to sign a new contract with Bayern Munich. Carrius has been told to leave Liverpool. Liverpool goalkeeping coach John Atchersberg has urged Carrius to secure a move away from Anfield in the winter transfer window after becoming fourth choice for the Reds. But hey, from the goalkeeping coaches saying that you're done out here, man. You're done out here. Apparently, he said, in the end, it's down to him, his agent and the club to try to find a solution. Hopefully, there'll be one this month. It doesn't help anyone. To, uh, what the hell? It doesn't help any. It doesn't help anyone to sit here for another six months without the feeling that you're really fighting for something that's not going to improve him. But, hey, you know, what could improve him is facing shots by Mo Salah and them and their day in, day out at training. And I'm sure the Liverpool wage bracket, no clue on how long his contract is healthy. So, but, hey, he wants to stink up the place. Speaking of goalies, Dean Henderson's been linked with a move away from Man United. I swear down, I forgot you was at United for a hot second. You probably need to pat him along because De Gea don't look like he's slowing down anytime soon, really and truly. So it's brazy. Uh, what else have we got? I can't say this name, but apparently Barca want to sign Rayo's, Rayo Vericano's stole Dimiskevsky as their new second-choice goalkeeper. We'll speak about Vlahovic. On at 11.30. Apparently, Liverpool have made a signing. They've signed a fullback. I'm guessing you lot people. You've signed a 16-year-old. You've signed, a, allegedly, Tra um, Travis Akomia um, is very highly rated at Watford. Never seen him play. Apparently, Liverpool, Arsenal and Bournemouth were onto him. It didn't happen. He's joined Chelsea. You know, I feel sorry for Watford because their best youngsters just get clapped. But the academy is a bit bulky or people that used to be involved was a bit bugged. So, I can't really say I'm confused, man. 150 million for Vlahovic. We're going to speak about that. Big up my guy, Orlando. Man said thoughts on Vlahovic. I don't think you can have any definitive facts. You know, obviously, I've got the Florentina game recorded. I'm going to watch that. I've got no informed opinion on Vlahovic, but I'm, I'm in two minds. I'll start with the negative. You know, as an ignorant fan, you don't know if he's the truth. You know, you, you, you either take that risk. Or, and, or, or, or you don't, innit? And we sit here in a couple of years and say, ah, you, you know what? He weren't a one-season wonder or an 18-month hot shot. He was 30. I'm, I, you know, we've seen it with Piontek, with Jovic, with a couple of other players. Um, with, with, a, with a couple of other players. I don't know if he's the truth, you know. I don't know if you're able to do this. You know, the expected goals, it don't. It looks a bit like you're overperforming it. People like to, you know, blame the fact that he, he bags against the smaller teams. He does feel a bit like, they do kind of make him sound like a bit like Lukaku, um, in, in my opinion. So, I don't really know. But from what I like, it's, there's something feels special about him, man. Like, he just feels like he's not them average 21-year-olds. It feels like, for me, I do think there's a lot of improvements and you're not going to be the finished article at 21. There's obviously Serie A tax as well, a little bit. But for me... I think he's cerebral with it. I feel he's different with it. You know, his age is scary. Just It just looks like the mentality, all them things, he's 30. Arsenal allegedly were tracking him when he was at Partizan. So we should know his weaknesses. You know, I don't really know what his weaknesses are. I know his strengths. I need to know his weaknesses sort of thing. Um, and the outlay does look a bit scary, but we're going to have to take the risk, really. From what I like, he looks cerebral, looks like a goal scorer. General play could improve, but he shows a willingness to do it. You know, not the quickest, but not the slowest press as well. Knows how to finish. Seems like he's got the mentality. You know, obviously there's resale value. The man's spoken on wanting to play for Juventus, Real Madrid, all of these things. So if he did sign for Arsenal, there's the reality that he's going to be sold on. And the, the crucial thing for me is he needs to fit this system like a glove. Now, I think he does, but 
my opinion's irrelevant. It's Mikel Arteta. Does he fit your system like a glove? I can't say Lacazette, Aubameyang and these guys did. At times, Aubameyang's been bagging. Of course, it looks like he's fitted it, but he hasn't fully done it. Lacazette probably fits it more than Aubameyang. General play, all of that. But as you know, he doesn't come with the goals factor. Um, and I'm sure Eddie does to a degree. And I think as an Arsenal fan under Arteta, I've been saying this, that I, I knew as well, if he could fuse all the strikers together, which you can't, you'd have his striker. I think he likes elements of these strikers. He likes the fact that historically Aubameyang gets goals. Lacazette's general play and Eddie's, Eddie's Eddie, in it. He likes him, in it. I don't know why, but he likes Eddie. Um, but I don't think he's convinced on any of them. And as you know, in, the, in this day and age, I do think it's a bit harsh. You could score goals that historically Aubameyang scored goals. Man talk about he doesn't do much. Lukaku as well. But it's also about what you're doing when you're not scoring. And what is Vlahovic bringing to the table when he's not scoring? These are the things that I can't necessarily answer. You know, what I would, what I hope is that he's not the only target because it seems like we're very encouraged to sp spend a bag on him and get it done. But if he says no or keeps saying no or keeps acting like this isn't the thing for him, it's an issue. For me, I'd be sitting there saying, listen, I hear you want to join them clubs, but Arsenal's a big enough club in its own right. Arsenal have to be humble and admit where we are. I say, listen, you come here, adapt to the Premier League. Well, in a couple of years, Juventus, Real Madrid, these teams will be on to you. Look, you can leave, in it, really and truly. You'll be tw you're 21 now. You stay here for two, three years. Well, Bob's your uncle, in it. Go and do what you're doing, really and truly. So I like what I see from him, but I don't have, like, I can't tell you in my heart you know, I want him to come to the club. I am enticed by him. I, I do like what he's bringing to the table or could, in theory, bring to the table. But, yeah, that's what I feel on on Mr. Lahovic, if I'm honest with you. Uh, what should I call this title when it goes on YouTube? Let's call it that. Slap 10 minutes off. It's about 40. Sorry, folks. We're just making time stamps. I told you there's no other content creator that cares about you lot like me. I care about you lot's replay value. Make sure you're following and subscribing. Of course, 11.30 we go live again, folks. So please make sure you're here. Obviously, make sure you've set your, you've hit the like button on my YouTube videos for my watch along tomorrow. And your reminders, because it's Chelsea versus Spurs, Spurs versus Chelsea. Two teams I'd rather both lose, but it's not how the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Pardon me, and as I said, 11.30, we go lit again, we get lit again, man, so make sure you're all there. Shout out to the four people who have hit the like button already. What are you lot saying in the comments, man? Loan with the option to buy, if he's ish, you don't have to buy him permanently. I hear that, but Vlahovic and, and Florentina, they want confirmed peas, it? Like, my man's, his contract's done next season, so summertime, they're going to have to sell him, and they might get more for him, they might get less, because again, I'm sure Vlahovic would make sure he's not a Florentina player next season. But if they run that one down, as you know, he's leaving for free. Regardless of if he's going to be good or not, do you really want to lose potentially 70 million euros? And what that can do for your squad and your succession planning. So if the bag is thrown, I think if Vlahovic showed more willingness, he'd be an Arsenal player already. But I understand that he probably wants to leave how most people want to leave. I want to help them get Champions League football and then I'm keeping it pushing. Leave with my head held high sort of thing. Spurs match coming up and not a single midfield signing. Probably naive to expect. Even if you sign a midfielder, I don't think you're going to see one start it for the Spurs game. We're going to have to put up with it, innit? Everything that happened, I've got I've got sympathy for fans. I've got no sympathy for Edu and Mikel Arteta because 
The squad wasn't equipped in the summer. You needed a midfielder and it showed naivety. Arsenal's top four hopes, I've been saying it, are going to live and die on that midfield. And already, before we've talked about how crazy January is and we need to bring in a midfielder and stuff, we've been saying this since August. We've seen Xhaka miss out because of COVID. We've seen Xhaka be out because of suspension. We've seen Partey go through things. El Nene go through things. So you should know we need a fit. We need more players in this in this team, especially in midfield. And for me, even when Partey and Xhaka are first choice midfield pivot, is that the thing to help us get top four? Not just this season, but beyond. Because you're seeing the building blocks now. Little Ramsdale there. Tierney and Tomiyasu, two half full, but decent fullbacks now. The centre-backs are doing their thing. We've got one, two little options in the final third. Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Odegaard, the rest of it. It's going to live or die by the midfield. Them and they are not going to get to the next level. Vlahovic is not going to get to the next level if he signed for Arsenal Football Club until our midfield is addressed. How many times do you see Arsenal's attacking players have to drop to the halfway line? What do you think is going to happen with Vlahovic? Naturally, if your 10 can't get on the ball because of the midfield, he's going to drop. If I'm a striker and I need my 10 to give me the ball and he's dropped, what am I going to do? I'm going to drop as well. And what's the whole team going to do? Drop into their own half. What's the opposition going to do? Their fullbacks are going to get further. You know, they're going to have less people to mark. So we'll have to see, man. We'll have to, we'll have to see, man. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting to say the least, I would say. You've got a, every striker that Arsenal's linked with is a risk. There's not even them little Aubameyangs out there right now where you could say, all right, boom, he's kind of confirmed goals. Yeah, Bundesliga tax was being said, but he looks like confirmed goals. Everything's a risk. I like what I see with that young Isaac brother. I don't know if you're going to, especially in the first six months, I don't know if you're going to hit it off. Vlahovic, I think he might be the truth, but there's a reality is he might just be a fraud, you know? And then you're hearing Arsenal, the total wage, the, the total structure of everything could be 150 mil. It looks like another panic. You know, it looks like a, it, 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 everything's a risk. I like, he's not linked with us too much, but I like Darwin Nunes of Benfica. I don't know if he's going to be a hit. We're linked with Watkins and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and I'd be open to one of them being in the squad more than I normally would, but their man are risks as well, you know, especially Dominic Calvert-Lewin, really, because there's a certain sort of goals he scores and he'll come to the club and we're not going to cross it for him. So it's going to be a bit of a myth. Every striker asks, there's no conf confirmation. I would like Arsenal to go for, a, you know, the Vlahovic's and these sort of names. But I would also like us to sign an unknown Don. Like when you sign Adebayo from Monaco or one of these guys and or try and find Lewandowski before, you know, when he was in Poland. Because I think it's a, we need two strikers. You need someone who can do the Lacazette thing. In the ideal world, you would like someone like Ivan Tony for the squad. But that's about 50 M's. Like, <laughs> And how many goals has he got this season? Like, do we, we, we got to learn. We've got to learn sometime. Scary in the wrong way. Shaka can do the rotation thing with Lukonga. That's the thing, man. In in Arteta's eyes, it's probably um it's probably thingy with just one midfielder because Xhaka's playing. That's what's gonna harm. That's probably what harmed Ainsley and all these guys. Like Ainsley can't play ahead of Xhaka. They're two different midfielders, but it's Xhaka and someone. And the thing is, you're always at Xhaka's mercy because every now and again, you know, one minute, all right, cool, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You don't want Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Ah, I'm not against him. You know, I actually would be open to it, but it's like the next striker, you need to play to their strengths. Because we had a Bamian, and obviously in the last 18 months, the real Bamian's gone missing. They did him like Gucci Mane. I don't know who this a clone of Bamian is, but... Um, 
I've always said it. I don't think we there's not too many typical Aubameyang goals that he scored at Arsenal. And what I mean by that is typically running into space. And I remember one goal, I think Gwendozi clipped it over the top. Ironically, he were playing on Sunday, clipped it over the top against Spurs. There's not too many typical Aubameyang goals. So for me, the next striker, you need to give them service. If a man thrives in the air, pull it on his head. You know, pull it on his head. You know, if he's if he's five foot two, don't cross it for him. It's not making sense. Who is your ideal striker? I mean, Harlan, but someone you could actually get <laughs> out of people attainable. I like Darwin Nunes, Kareem Adeniemi. If 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 I had any, if I had any influence, that's who would be here in it. But it's not adapting. And to be fair, right now, is he probably the best through the middle? I'm not sure. I just hope Project Martinelli up front starts as well. I think he needs to be an option to be able to play through the middle. You know, do your little left wing thing, right wing thing as much as you want. But the ability to play through the middle, we, we're going to need someone else to do that. And some things I feel could be fixed in-house. Which is crazy. Trying to see if there's any other news. Doesn't appear that there's any other news, but it is what it is. Martinelli up front always made sense to me from the outside looking in, you know. He, but it's just with playing with his back to goal is the only thing you'd struggle with. I can't lie, Isaac is sus since Tino told me that 31, 38 in 101 goals is brazy. But he's been a sideman, though. Like, really, in the last, it's only the last 18 months, two years, if that. That Isaac is, you know, doing the Sociedad thing and coming into his own really and truly. And to be fair, you've got to take a chance on damaged goods. Now, obviously, Isaac is going to cost a pretty penny. But by that's not your logic, but we took a chance on Odegaard. And it, Arsenal have done a lot of stupid things in the market, but that's not, you know. That's one of the signings of the season. I'm not saying Odegaard's going to be amazing and shell up the place, even though he's doing all right. I'm not saying he's going to do a massive, but 30 million for a 23, now 24-year-old. You know, a man that looked like damaged good, someone that's been on the scene since 16, he looks like a write-off. These are the sort of things you got to take advantage. Obviously, Isaac people are rating his thing now because he was at Sociedad, but not too long ago, man was saying, boy, you was at Dortmund and you didn't go and do the Dortmund thing. So what's going on? And I'm like you, lot. If, if these young Gs go to Dortmund and not everyone bangs, the one don't bang, that, that, that don't bang, I'm looking at them, I'm like, raw. if Dortmund's academy things that they're doing can't make you look, look mad, then you lot might be dead, you know? You you might not be good still. Um, so it's one of them ones, man. But we've got adaptability, man. Smith-Rowe can play out wide for me. Smith-Rowe, number 10, number 8. Long-term, as you improve, you should be able to play as an 8. You've got Martinelli can play a couple places. Saka can do a couple things. Nice to see that Saka is left and right wing. And if need be, would have to do a job at left-back. Because as an Arsenal fan, I've seen my man play left-back, right-back left centre midfield, number 10 and the flanks and whatnot. Everywhere but up front and in goal, to be fair with you. And there was a time Saka probably could have been our best goalie at the club until Ramsdale came in, if I'm honest with you. I don't know. I rate Isaac Bart. Pause, of course. Um, I rate Isaac Bart. Oh. It looks like accidental drillings, man. Like, people were gassing the Euros one, man. Gassing the Euros. Like, I'll never forget the, sh the, the shot that was going off target and deflected in for an own goal against Spain. I've never seen someone get so much gas over that. Decent player. Good link-up play. All those things. Probably needs to improve a bit physically. Waiting for his personality to come out. 
but yeah, man, it is what it is. We need options, man. But I want to, like, for me, it lives and dies with our midfield. In the same way, you can see the excitement talking about, they want to be excited about midfield. I'm not excited about none of these midfielders. Young Charlie Patton, no, I am, but you're young, man. Like, well, you're not going to do this thing today or tomorrow, really, are you? Party, I like him, but it is what it is with Uncle Party. Xhaka, it is what it is with Granite Xhaka. El Nene's not here past this season, rightly so. Ainsley, that thing is done now. You know, look longer, I like you, but you need to learn, you know. You're not ready right now to be first choice because you're not moving like a first choice done, you know. And it just feels, for me as an Arsenal fan, as I have to take nothing away from our summer, but when you, you know, it was our best summer in, in a while. We brought some good play, players in, players that have added something, you know. We get a lot of critics for our spending, so when we spend right, praise it, but it's still one that when you get past the euphoria, you're looking at it a bit like, oh, okay, cool. You know, the young players are one thing, but the experienced players, they're still question marks. Bamian can't behave himself. Lacazette don't know what one if you're going to be here or not. El Nene, Leno might not be here. All of these guys, you know, I don't know for the... And on a pitch, I don't know if I can trust you experienced players. You know, I, the young players are one thing, but I can't trust you lot. And also, I feel as much as we rebuilt the spine in the summer, we didn't really rebuild the spine because the spine extends into midfield and it's not changed. You know, you've got to build your house on strong foundations because when the, when it rains that's or, or in poor conditions, that's when you see, you know, you don't know how properly insulated your house is if it's summertime. It's when it's cold and it's, and it's windy and all these things you're going to learn, really. And, you know, I, I need to see the foundations impressed. In, in the day I see Arsenal's midfield properly addressed and, and stuff is the day I have a lot more belief. I don't have much belief where we've got this midfield because I know at best it's a ticking time bomb. There's games it clicks, there's games it doesn't. And again, we overcompensate. You know, you see centre-halves have to keep stepping into midfield and force things because we ain't got that midfielder that can take the burden off them. We've got Xhaka who can play a diag, but needs a million years to be able to do that. And you press him, he's in problems. Part A is party and the rest of the rest of them. So, yeah, and the one place that shouldn't be this is a place that, for me, Mikel Arteta used to play in. You used to be a midfielder. You used to play at the carpet. You used to pick up the ball in, in your latter years when you was more or less our defensive mid. You used to pick up the ball and you could see Santi, Wilshere, Mezzet, all of these guys. Like, I'm not saying we're going to be blessed with artists like that, but you, you can't, like, you got to want, you, you, you can't be happy with this. Right? It's, it's predictable, man. Come on. Like it's very it's very fuggish in midfield. Bit accidental drillings, man. Slacker would make camera saves. <laughs> Big up little chili, man. Seventeen goals all season. Last year, seven this year so far. Malahi is a six foot three Lacazette. Ah, oh, you're not feeling him at all, man. Would you take Ronaldo? Apparently, he wants to move back to England. If he does, why not? But I, I saw that he's he's trying to do his thing. Not sure why he's putting his full faith on Xhaka. I mean, I'm sure Xhaka's a good guy. I don't think he's a bad player. I think Xhaka should be part of the squad. I just feel with Xhaka playing, it's the same logic that saw us taking a decent player, which is Giroud, and expecting him to be the 20-league goal man. Sometimes, stop putting players, you know, I like promoting people, but sometimes, you know, in life, you, you know, not everyone can be a manager. Not everyone can be a leader. Not everyone can be in certain positions. And I feel we do that. We take a lot of players that are sometimes not necessarily bad, but we'll take squad players and make them regulars. We'll take a striker that's 
you know, you've seen it with Giroud. Giroud has scored some decisive goals, but if you're looking at him to be your goal-scoring man, it's very different. We was looking at him to be the guy to finish what Ozil was, was setting up for you. Lo and behold, it didn't cut the, it didn't cut the mustard. This is the issue. I'm not, it's brazy, man. It's 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 brazy. It's brazy. It's very brazy. It's very brazy with Arsenal. You know, hopefully, <laughs> I just want to centre mid, man. Like, don't get twisted. I'm entertaining all this Vlahovic shouts and stuff, but centre mid, man. Vlahovic is irrelevant. You know, if he presses in the centre half, beat that press. The midfield is where it's at, and that's the one thing that needed to be addressed in the summer. That's the one thing that, for me. I'd be happier to persist with our attacking options than in our midfield. Podolski was lit for us. He just on demand them thing. It just wasn't going to last, man. There was a Wenger was buki them times. He would play guys, and then him and Arshavin, their demise was he put you, he tried to make you do the pressing thing. It's never going to work, is it? Never, ever, 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 ever going to work in that regard. You need a centre mid badly, bro. Badly, like yesterday. We signed one. Is another thing, but yeah, people. Obviously, I'm conscious of the time, you know. So yeah, like I said, we'll continue this Vlahovic and all this chat when we speak about Balogun, Vlahovic, and anything else in the transfer market coming in 32 minutes, folks. And then obviously, make I'm back here at 4:30 to play football manager with you guys. And then obviously tomorrow, Spurs against Spurs against Chelsea. Hope you're all there for that one. You know, so content, content, content. As you know, we'll be previewing on Wednesday to get. I'm gonna have Mo on Twitch um at, on Wednesday as well. Thursday is obviously Arsenal, Liverpool, Liverpool, Arsenal. Sunday, United to North London Derby. Saturday's Chelsea City. So we'll be doing a watch along for that. Content, 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 people. So yeah, man. Obviously, the content don't sleep. I don't sleep. So yeah, man. I appreciate this this morning, you guys being here with me. We've spoken primarily about well, we've touched on Arsenal towards the end. We spoke about Jurgen Klopp's stuff we went over the transfer market and just general chat chit chat man i appreciate that last thing before i get out of it like our recruitment our recruitment has been good this summer however they've had since the summer to get ready for jen exactly this is why and for me i've got no excuses like i i don't feel sympathy for any byproduct that happens you know you cannot stand in the rain and complain that you're wet and that's how i feel the best example and analogy for our center mid things are we've known that it's going to rain Get yourself an umbrella, get yourself a jacket, watch the weather forecast and stay in your yard. Either way, if you find yourself getting wet, it's your problem. You can't, when it rains, it pours as you look. No. And then as, as an Arsenal fan, you know, probably from October to December, including the dreaded November, you're always looking at, all right, cool. This is where the injuries might start. Things might start going wrong and, and we've been ducking a lot of that. We've been quite fortunate, but as you know, it evens out. Everyone's had to deal with injuries. Everyone's had to deal with COVID. So equip the squad, you know, having a strength of squad hasn't been more important than it's been in the present day in general with the games, the thick and fastness of the games, but also with what we've been dealing with in the last two years or so. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, man. On that, there should be a shortlist. You know, you, you try and get Gimaras and Awa and all these guys we was linked with. Then you have Plan Bs and then you might have people like similar to Lokonga. Okay, he's at Andalek. He might not be the most known. Let's go and grab him and bring him into the squad. Because obviously, I feel for us fans now, we're over-relying now. All the hopes are going to be pinned on this midfielder. And again, it's difficult to join a club in January. It's difficult to adapt to a system. You're going to expect a lot from my man, whoever it is. 
And if it's an experienced player, fair play. If it's one of these sort of guys that ties in with our young team, then fair play. But it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed sooner. On that note, though, man, it's been a fantastic chat. You lot have got me awake and I'm itching to start at 11.30. You know, you lot have a good day. Stay blessed. Stay safe. You know, wishing you lot continued health. Hope you all have a solid week where you move that much closer to your goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations and ambitions. One love to everyone who's been following and subscribing on Twitch. Make sure you do so if you've got Amazon Prime at no extra cost. It helps the channel. Also, make sure you're following on YouTube as well as the journey to 50k on YouTube and 10k on Twitch continues. Follow on Instagram, Deludaguna04. And also check out the Spotify people and the rest of the socials. But I keep saying I'm going to leave you lot in a bit. Like, easy, easy, easy.